Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome, two men and a six-pack listeners. This is going to be a very special episode tonight for several reasons. One is not because Nick Kraft is going to be doing a special segment on beer and taste testing the Funky Buddha Brewery Floridian beer. Not that. Not because we have a special guest, Coach Phil Pageant, the legend Phil Pageant. Not because of that. But this is a all-football edition. We don't talk crap about baseball, and we're definitely not talking crap about baseball tonight, but we're basically not going to talk about anything but football. We're talking state high school playoffs, going to get a little action from Phil. We're going to talk about college football, and we're going to talk about the NFL. So with with that, I've introduced my two guests. I got Trevor sitting over here. Trevor, you ready to roll? Let's do it. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling a little bit better. Than last week, the food poison that you had from an unknown place that we're not going to say where it was? Do I we remember where it was? Yeah. Okay, we won't. Uh, th- Twin Peaks, thank you for the food. A shout out to Kathy Mills. I don't even know her last name now. Brown. Kathy Mills Brown, Bobby's aunt, Bob's sister. She made us some sweet ass Twin Peaks, two, two men in a six pack uh, mugs, etched them. Uh, they're, pretty, pr- they're pretty nice. They make the funky Buddha brewery beer go down a little bit better. On sale for 1995, <laughs> along with T-shirts. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about the beer later. But let's move on into uh, to the show. Here are a couple of non-football things, so I kind of lied a little bit. Birthdays today, 1951, Frank Zeller, a.k.a. Fuzzy. Fuzzy, the Fuster. PGA golfer, 10 PGA Tour events, including <clears throat> the Masters, 1981, and the U.S. Open in 1984. Don't know who I'm more excited about, Fuzzy being born this day or 1962. Demi Moore, oh. act, actress, cougar. She married Ashton Cougar, Kucher when he was 12. Uh, An overall just good-looking woman. She became the highest-paid actress in film history when she was paid $12.5 million to star in what movie? Strip tease. That's exactly right. And trust me, it was worth every cent they paid her, by the way. 1968. This is a, this is for all you East Carolina guys. 1968. John Jett, punter, Dallas Cowboys, Den- and Detroit Lions, two-time Super Bowl champ with Dallas, ECU alum. He played in the NFL for several years because he got a lot of practice when he was at East Carolina and learned how to kick the hell out of the ball. <laughs> 1980, the last one, 1980, Fast Willie Parker. Did you coach against him? Willie Parker? Willie Parker, Fast from Clinton, North Carolina, was born on this day. Clinton High School native, UNC running back, played six seasons in the NFL, five with the Steelers and one with the Skins, two-time Super Bowl champ. He was the second undrafted running back (coughs) in history to rush for over 1,200 yards. The only other one, Priest Holmes. Wow. Fast Willie Parker, and you know when he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was like uh, Bunning was Bunning was coaching at Carolina at the time. And when they go up there and they and they would announce, you know how y'all those guys, I'm so and so so and so from the Ohio State University, or they would set schools. I don't know if you remember this. Willie Parker would get up there and say, Will, Willie Parker, 
Clinton High School, Clinton, North Carolina. He, he had a fell out. He had a fallout with Bunning. Oh, he did. I, I, I had the privilege of coaching him in the East-West All-Star game, too. What a great kid. Fast Willie Parker, He could baby. fly. He could, hence the name, Fast. <laughs> All right. So, now we are going to definitely move on to just a very special segment of our show, and it's, it, it is the state uh, the, the uh, state playoffs. We're going to start talking about high school football. And before we start talking, I got a little bit of uh, audio here. Hey, Steve. Yeah, we uh, we are really excited for the playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we feel like our kids, uh, since we've gone through our non-conference schedule and kind of got rolling through the conference, that, that they've just been waiting for this time of year. And, uh, you know, they, they're really excited for it, um, you know, to, to get to this point and, uh, you know, hopefully make a run for this thing. Um you know, when we first saw the brackets, I think we were a little upset that, you know, we're a 9-2 team and got seated at a 6 seed. But, man, when you when you look at the whole playoff bracket itself, it looks like all the conference champions are small two-way. Um, you know, and, and then you go look and, you know, Clinton won their conference and, and they're, the, they're the five seed. So, I can't argue that their conference is, you know, not better than ours. It's, you know, they're, they're definitely better than our conference. So, I understand why they got that five seed. And then, and then there's four undefeated teams in front of them. So, uh, you know, can't, can't argue with that. So, you know, we, we got to 16, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be a, a tough road to the state championship, but you know, hey, that's, that's what we do it for. You know, it's uh, going to be some fun, exciting environments, some, some, some good games. And, you know, hopefully we can get, you know, past this first round and keep broad on rolling. Um, Drew Bertina first round, uh, you know, very athletic. I think we'll match up well against them. It'll, it'll be a good test. Um, you know, for us to see if we're worthy enough to, to continue playing or not. Um, so I think this will be, you know, probably one of the toughest teams we've played since our non-conference. But, you know, our guys remember what it was like. You know, they're battle-tested. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're itching and, 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 you know, ready to, you know, start this thing. And so really excited for it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep this thing rolling and make a run for the state championship. There you have it. Charlie Dempsey, Southwest High School football coach. I talked to Charlie earlier. He called in. He, I said, hey, man, can you give me 25, 30 seconds? Much like his uh, mentor, Phil Pageant, does not know what 25 or 30 seconds was. That was a one-minute and 44 conversation that um, I had with uh, Charlie Dempsey er- earlier today. But I think all one minute and 44 seconds was worth it. So uh, yeah. what do you think, Coach? Well, I mean, they got a great chance to uh, make a run. They do have a, a pretty tough bracket. Uh, it just works out that way sometimes, and they're going to have to um, play great football, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. After the first round, they're probably going to have to really tighten it up, and, and that's to be expected. So we got four county teams in the playoffs, and we got East Duplin has also made the playoffs. So, we'll, so we will start with um, Southwest in the 2A. They're the number six seed, hosting 11 seed Bertie. If Southwest can make it past the first round, which uh, I kind of maybe foresee them doing. Oh, yes. No uh, they will see the winner of the number three seed, South Columbus, versus 14 seed, Green Central matchup. Yes, they'll be playing South Columbus. South Columbus. At, at South Columbus. Do you, know much about, do you know much about South Columbus? A little South? bit. I do know something about South Columbus. They, there's a, been a great football school. You know, Jack Holly coached there, and it's been a great football school. They were down a couple years ago for them going seven and three and stuff like that, but they've come back and uh, 
And that football team, actually a friend of mine, um, had actually went to the game Friday to see him play his blade. And then um, he said they size-wise they got decent size. And, and uh, it'll be an interesting second-round matchup for the Stallions. Of course, we're both Stallions. But, uh, both Stallions. I mean, obviously. So you're, so, so you're going out and, and going to go out on a limb much like you did earlier this season when you said Jacksonville High School was going to go 10-0 this right. season. You're going to go out on a limb and say that, that next not, – not this week, but next week – when Southwest plays South Columbus, the Stallions will win. Yes, definitely. 100%. 100%. Okay, all and, right. And how many people only uh, miss a, by one pick? And, you know, I, I said Jacksonville goes 10-1 and one and we – I mean, 11-0 and we only lost one game. How many so, did you win? Huh? How many well, you I can't win? help with a hurricane. Okay, okay. Moving on. Mo- <laughs> moving on. Two, the two double A, that's the, that's the big – is that the big – Big, big school. The, the bigger two A schools. Number nine, East Duplin, travels to number eight, Roanoke Rapids. Uh, obviously, this is an 8-9 matchup, so that's, you know, I guess going to be a, a you know, a good contest. Either way, it could have gone. If uh, if East Duplin can't advance, and they will play the winner of number one in the East, Ledford, versus 16, Carver. I'm a guy on a limb, unless we have the UVA thing that happened in the in March Madness, 16 is not going to upset one. No. And uh, so if East Duplin can make it past uh, Roanoke Rapids, they'll be playing Ledford. Well, if I wouldn't see East Duplin play Friday night. If their running back is healthy, they win by three touchdowns. Last name's Brown. His last name's Brown, right? Right. right. If, they, if he's healthy, they win by three touchdowns. If he's not, they win by – a touchdown. Okay. They're, they're, they're definitely the favorite. And they came out of one of the best football conferences in the state. They're battle-tested and ready. And I, I would be shocked if they lost. All right. Also in the two, two double A, number 13, Richlands, traveling to number four, West Craven. Sh- short season for the lands. Be honest, um, uh, West Craven is down this year now. They really are. But they're, um, they're, they're better than Richlands. That doesn't mean Richlands can't win. But um, I, I think they'll have a tough time up there. I, I would take West Craven. The winner of that will will face the number five, uh, Hartford, number twelve, Bun winner. Hartford, home of who? Who? Um, cat, was that Catfish? Her, catfish Hunter, yeah. Hertford, Hertford County. Yeah, yeah. But but let me tell you this: Hertford's not a. They're not that strong this year now. So I, I'm going to tell you this: uh, that's really a good bracket to be in if, if you can. Um, Pull up if you can win the first round because that's that's not a real tough second round matchup. Okay, being honest with you. Now let's move to the three A, three A single A, sixteen Northside gets into the playoffs, short lived. What'd you say, Trevor? Trevor, will you repeat that? Oof. Oof. I hate it for him. Yeah, yeah. Northside will be playing start practicing basketball on Saturday because they play number one Havelock. Um, I think we, you know, do we? I mean. What do we say? Havelock's good. Havelock's really good. Um, Northside's going to have to play perfect, and some things are going to have to go their way to have a chance. I mean, Northside does have a couple athletes that can make some plays for them, but to be honest with you, Havelock's the team to beat in the East. Team to beat in the East. All right, and then the big one, which you got a little vested interest in, of course, yourself, the uh, other 3A bracket matchup, the number six, Jacksonville Cardinals. Hosting the number eleven Eastern Wayne Warriors is that right? Well, they the Warriors. How about that, man? I pulled that yeah, one out. Did. The Eastern <laughs> Wayne Warriors, right. loving. Okay. Talk to me. Well, I mean, I, I've looked at a little bit of tape of Eastern Wayne. They've got a very good football team, but um, you know, realistically, if we play at the level we're supposed to, we're at home. You know, we get our kids healthy. It's a game that we, you know, we should do well in, and, and that's the key. Um, playing well. 
and we do the thing, the little things it takes, and uh, and and not be looking ahead because we can't can't afford to look ahead in the playoffs. Well, then I won't ask you this next question, Western, because the winner plays Western Alamance number three, and Walter Williams. I'm assuming I'm assuming that's Burlington Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're not going to be looking ahead, then I will not ask you the question of. Do you know anything about Western Alamance or Burlington Williams? Right. I, I don't know anything about Burlington Williams, but uh, Western Alamance lost a lot of guys last year, so they must have done a great job replacing those guys. They did a great job coaching them up. Mm-hmm. These, so uh, I'm uh, I, I, like I said, we can't look ahead, but um, I, I'm sure that our staff will look forward if we can get by the first round to, to going back up there and playing a little bit better than we did last year. Absolutely. And by the way, someone is loving you because you're. Yeah. Cell phone keeps dinging. Is that your cell phone? Yes, it's my cell phone. Okay. All right. All right. So they got this thing called mute. You can put your cell phone well, on. Why do you know you're I usually don't get that many. Okay. So but they're killing you right now. They, they must know you're on the podcast, so they're killing you right now. So in recap, we've kind of all, already discussed this, but so who's prepping next week their jump shots next week? <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, the teams that aren't in the playoffs, but obviously. But, but who? You, what are you talking so, about? Here? So who's so who's playing? So got the, got the games coming up here this Friday. Right. Who's playing next Friday? Football. Well, I mean, in our area. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I Southwest. Southwest will be playing next Jacksonville. week. Jacksonville. Jacksonville will be playing next week. East, East Duplin will be playing next week. And then that comes down to Richlands and Northside. Would right, they be lacing right. them up for right. for well, jump shots? Well, I, I'm telling you. That it's not impossible for Richlands to win because West Craven is not what they have been. Okay. But I still think West Craven will win. Okay. And and obviously Northside's got the tall task to go to Havelock and, and beat that crew. That's a tall, tall task. And I'm, I don't think – I think they're kind of young. I don't think they're quite ready for that one. Okay. Let me ask you a question. These are some, this is this is the Trevor segment here. Phil, did, so when you were prepping for the state playoffs, did you used to do anything different? Same routine or different? I mean, same intensity at practices, or did you step it up a little bit more because urgency? Or how did you how did you go about it when well, you were when you were winning all your state state well, championships? Well, we really we really tried to cut practice back a little bit. We did a lot a little less running, and we tried to, to, to concentrate more on 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 us doing continue to do what we were doing well, and then um and then of course preparing for that team and prepping for that team and, and doing more reps on what they're what that team were facing. Um, we quit doing. You know, a lot of the little things that we've been doing earlier because we've done them so much that we feel like they've become a part of. You know, we we weren't we already created. We've gotten rid of the bad habits. We felt like okay. so we got rid of a lot of the little individual stuff and went kind of more to team stuff against that. And then um and of course now when we as if as we went along and and, and then we got near the end and we actually were facing some teams like from the west. Then we had to increase it because we had no idea. A lot of the teams out west were in something totally different. So we had to. Spent a little bit more time the last week or so, just upping it up. Did y'all go full pads? We we were we were a, a Monday Thursday half pad, Tuesday Wednesday full pad. Now if we played if the championship game on Saturday, we went um, full pad Tuesday Wednesday Thursday. But we were always a half pad Monday Thursday. So all, so always hitting. We well, things have changed now. But yeah, we hit we um we hit we tried um in the last five years of my career we tried not to bring the kids to the ground as much. We tried to. The load lock up and run through yeah. them, but um, so you know that. But we we always hit. We were that was just kind of the mentality. Nowadays, that's not one of those things you do. You know, and we never, you know, when Coach Zavonar came in, he came from it was like what, like Bluefield State or something right. like that. Right. And we, man, you know, we we were talking about this before we we started about the, you know, you could have thirty players on your team, but hell, man, you may not have the fifteen that could play. <laughs> so we did a lot of banging preseason, 
and before and then our off week. But even during the season, we would, you know, things have changed so much now with film and everything like that. But we used to watch film on Monday and have a light day on Monday. We went short shoulder pads the whole season, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday walk through, you know, walk through very light and then play and then play play on Friday. We never once the season started, unless we really screwed up or he chewed our ass about something, we never went full we never went full gear, man. That's crazy. Well, well, you know what? I mean, in every and like I said, there's different ways to skin a cat, and 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 each coach has his own way. I just felt like we wanted to be physical, and that's yeah. what we did. And of course, nowadays, if I was if I was doing it now, I probably would. I know I wouldn't hit as much, and um, and you can probably accomplish just as much. And and the worst thing you can do is hit a, hurt a kid on Tuesday at practice that's, because you yeah. found it, and then Friday night he's on the sideline because you went. You know, you had to hit Tuesday. That's that. That was Coach Z's philosophy. He, you know, he was like, you know, if you don't know how to hit by now and be physical by now, something's wrong wrong with you. Let's let's save those hits for Friday night. So just different philosophy. I just didn't know. I mean, obviously, you have a few more state championships than Coach Z, but Coach Z was a hell of a coach, man. Oh, 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 well, so. look now, look. There's there's just because you haven't won a state championship doesn't mean you're not a great coach. And just because you won one, I mean, you are. My point being, but you are. Well, my, that, my that's not my point. <laughs> my point is, I've. There's a lot of different ways to coach a football team. There's a lot of different ways to coach any team. And I'm not going to tell you that what we did was yeah. the right way. But what we did at our, when I was coaching – In your situation, worked, it, worked, it, worked it worked for you. And that's the thing. Once we found a form that worked for us and the kids believed in it, that's what we did. And it, and it worked for me. That's why I've never questioned it. I, I mean, I wish I had come up with it probably when I first got into it because it took a few years for yeah. me to figure out things when you're 28 years old. You're not quite as smart as you are when you're 38. Trevor, this is your segment, man. My junior year, yeah, we went full pads every single day. Did you really? Every Even Thursday day. before yeah. the? Oh yeah, every single day, full pads. My senior year, we we went I think one or two days, and then shorts Wednesday. Any but any my junior year, but we went to playoffs that year. So. Any any philo- philosophical coaching questions that you want to ask Phil about fo- about football playoffs no, or I'm just taking it all in? Taking it all in. I can see your head getting. I'm not. This is your head is li- li- legitimately getting bigger as we sit here because you're getting. You're, it's being just filled with knowledge. Taking notes. You're trying to. What you're thinking about right now is how how can I carry this over to the basketball court? And, and by the way, just to let you know, sub just a note. Um, uh, Living Water men's varsity basketball improved their record to two and zero. Both non conference games. They just they they destroyed Faith Christian Academy. 50, Is that fifty to fifty three destroyed? But it really wasn't that close. No, it wasn't. You let them back in the game late. They hit a couple threes. Yes. The spread was four, so you didn't cover spread, but that's all right. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to college football. So just a quick recap: Bama rolled twenty four nothing Mississippi State. Although for the first time, Tua looked kind of human. I don't know if y'all watched the He's game hurt. or not. He got hurt and and he left the late third quarter, early fourth quarter with a quad injury. Clemson, after trailing actually seven to three, came back and just totally demolished Boston College twenty-seven to seven. So I don't know if y'all watched any, any, either of the games. I watched both of them. Um, although the scoring margins were very similar, if y'all did watch the games, could y'all comment on who y'all thought, thought think looked more impressive, Bama or Clemson? I watched both of them. Actually. Did you? Yeah. Who um, looked Who looked more impressive, Bama or Clemson? Clemson's D line is just unreal. They're just nasty. But Bama's offensive line is unreal, also. Yeah. So it's just like I said, you know, forward, granted, it's granted it is ACC football against uh-huh. SEC football. Right. Mississippi State has one of the best defenses in the country. Their quarterback is like 6'5", 382 pounds, and still they would not run. I mean, they were they would not. You know, he could lean forward. I don't. Uh, 
when you when you have the when you it's fourth and one, and you've got a six five two hundred and fifty five pound oh, quarterback. quarterback. Okay, no, that he's dude 66? is not skinny, dude. He is not skinny. He is like six five two hundred forty pounds. Look it up. Just look it up. Yeah, his name's Nick something. He is a big. He's a big kid. He's six five though. Okay, fourth and one. Nick Fitzgerald. That's his name. Six four, fourth and one. You go into the shotgun. And then you try to run a quarterback. Why don't you just get underneath center and fall forward for a four or half a yard? Well, I always believed in that. But you know what? <laughs> Everybody has room to believe I know. I, know. I want to be as close to that line of scrimmage as I can be, especially in those kind of situations. I know. I, just, I don't and, understand it. Well, you know, I don't either. Sometimes I see them hand off to somebody, and, and I'm, I'm thinking they're handing off that. But anyway – uh, but um, if we can get back, if you get a chance, I would like to make one comment about the high school playoffs. If Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. This is I, your I show. This is the Phil Padgett show. <laughs> this is the Phil Padgett show. We're just sitting in. No, no, no. No, go I ahead. I do want to say this. A lot, you know, I've read a few things on Facebook, a few things here and there. You, you know, people make comments about how the system's not fair. They started, you know, using the power rankings to, to say where you go in and all that. And um, and I just want you to know that no one's ever been happy. If, if you've got a great draw, you always think this is the best way it could ever be done and if you got a terrible draw it's the worst system they ever had and that's historically the way it's been since i was in football and they've tried it every which way that you can and i wish they'd go back to the old way but it's okay with all the teams that are getting in people should just be glad they got in and you know you if you don't go undefeated then you should be willing to take whatever you get because that's how i look at it well the way i look at it too is i don't know who said it but somebody said one time to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah. So whoever you draw, man, you got to beat them. That's right. If That's you don't, right. if you don't beat them first or second round, you may have to beat them third or fourth round. Just, just, That's just, right. just whoop their ass in and don't worry about That's it. That's right. Well, that's just the play thing. On. Well, well, I mean, I, I just every year, and, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular or anything. I just hear complaints all the time, and people are never happy, no matter what the high school association has ever done with the seeding process. No one's ever been happy. And, um, you should have been here last week with Dave Miller because he was complaining about the soccer playoffs. Yeah. You and you and you and Dave would have had a great. Uh, well, well, you know, I mean, no, well, his his concern his concern was more right. the, the number of games that they were having to play. I mean, they were what what did he? They were playing three games in like a six day period or something. I mean, it was it was something yeah. that legitimately could you you should be concerned about for kids' safety and kids getting tired and stuff like that. He wasn't complaining about about the seedings. He was just but but you're right. Nobody ever seems to like what the North Carolina High School Athletic Association well, does. Well, except when when you get it one year we had a great draw and I thought, man, this is the way they ought to do it. The next year. I went, oh, my God, we're playing, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers in the first round. And I thought, man, this isn't right. And that's just the problem. You, 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 unless you go undefeated, I always feel like you get what you get. And then sometimes you go undefeated, you still get a two or three seed. And I think that's what uh, Coach Dempsey alluded to, that there was three or four undefeated teams. Yeah. And so some of them will end up being the third or fourth seed. Think about not losing a football game. And, and, and end up being a fourth seed. Right, right. Four and, you, yeah. and that means you got two home games and two away games if you um, got fortunate enough to, you know, to make it. Well, you know, to the final. So I mean, everybody can't be number one. That's right. Somebody, but, but you can beat number one. That's exactly right. Now, can we move on to the college football? I'm, I'm sorry. This was the Phil Paget show. That yeah. that portion of the show. Did you look up how big Nick, Nick Fitzgerald was? Six five, two thirty. So I said two forty. He, look, <clears throat> he looks skinny. Well, when you're six five, <laughs> I mean. Me being 6'5 and 300 pounds is a little bit different than being 6'5, 230. I mean, so. that's a good looking boy. My, 6'5, son, my, fun, my son's 6'6, 
but he weighs a hundred and he looks and he weighs one hundred eighty five pounds. But he looks like he he weighs about about one ten dripping wet. So anyway, moving on. Number three, Notre Dame looked good versus Florida State, forty two thirteen. But then again, so did NC State the previous week when they laid it. But they laid an egg this past Thursday night against what's that team? That, yeah, Wake Forest. That was a good. Uh, uh, that was a good night of drinking, right, Nick? It was, it was a great night of drinking. Okay, good deal. <laughs> Number four, Michigan destroyed Rutgers. But then again, it's Rutgers. It's Rutgers. <laughs> Most entertaining game of the night: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, the Ruffin yeah. McNeil led uh, Oklahoma Sooner defense. Held Oklahoma State to 48 points. Fortunately, Oklahoma Sooners scored 49. And, and Oklahoma gets the victory. We have got a hell of a game. Not this, not next Saturday or this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. Oklahoma travels to Morgantown, West Virginia in two weeks, and they play West Virginia. We will have a rapid-fire question about that and the potential scoreboard. I'm going to hint to you, we might need triple digits on the scoreboard. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. In the Victory Bell game, those that you, who know what the Victory Bell game is, and we wish we didn't, yeah. UNC fell Saturday again for the eighth time this season, <laughs> this time to Duke. Listen to these stats. 361 yards passing, three TDs. 186 yards rushing in one TD. He had a long of 68 yards. Daniel Jones. Comp, I mean, that's Dan, not Daniel Boone or Ed Jones, but Daniel Jones, Duke quarterback. He potentially – vaulted himself into the Heisman and and, and an all American candidacy race in 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 sixty minutes against Carolina. Those were his stats against Carolina. How bad is how bad is Carolina's defense? I mean it's 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 horrible. I mean listen to Elliot Nathan Elliott threw for two hundred twenty one yards, not not a lot. Carolina rushed for three hundred and fifteen yards. I mean, Carolina's – the problem is not Carolina's offense. Wait, wait, it wasn't that day, maybe, but it, Carolina's offense is not it has been, being good. has not no, been good. But, we don't have a quarterback. We don't know who's going to play quarterback. We've had, we four, we've had four different quarterbacks right. this year. All The three others have been hurt or selling shoes or suspended. doing something, suspended, doing something. But, I mean, Elliott's hung in there. But Daniel Jones legitimately I – I think he's getting invited to New York now. In December, and he's right behind Tua, and he's right behind the kid from Oklahoma, and he's right behind Garner Mishu. Now that Garner Mishu has exited East Carolina and going to Washington State, and they're I mean they're going to be those are four legitimate quarterbacks. Daniel Daniel Jones for the Heisman. After he he wished he could play Carolina at least every other week. Well, then he would get the Heisman exactly, but not to be outdone. East Carolina also falls green. To the green wave of Tulane, it was a little bit closer, 24-18. However, East Carolina uh, had a uh, potential All-American uh, star rising. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, Tulane. He he only caught six passes, six passes for 217 yards. Goodness. Six passes, 217. My quick math tells me that's uh, well over 30 yard, yards yeah. a catch. Two TDs, six passes. They, I mean, they held him to six passes. They just couldn't hold them to the, the yardage. to the yardage associated with it. <laughs> yeah, you like that one, don't you, Gage? ECU's quarterback Holden Aylers threw for 360 yards and two TDs, but he had to. He's going to be a good one. He's going to be a good one. He's going to be real good. If he doesn't get broken in half, I'm he's going to be a real good one. And I've got a rapid fire question coming about that one. He's going to be a great one, and I'll tell you when he's going to be a great one. But you'll have to wait till rapid fire. Uh-huh. News in college football. Bobby Petrino was fired today from Louisville. 
not to no one's surprise, but the timing of the firing was ironic. Did anyone hear about when they when they announced when it broke that Bobby Petrino got fired? I didn't know, I didn't know about it. The Bobby Petrino show was on local television, and he was from then they were reviewing the night's game that they had recorded. When scrolls across the bottom of the Bobby no. Petrino show, Bobby Petrino has been fired as Louisville head coach. Uh, While the freaking coaches show was on TV, it was announced that he got fired. Did they tell him on the show? Well, he, no, he knew because uh, they had pre-recorded it. But instead of breaking in when they breaking into the show or doing anything while the show was airing, they they were like. They could have said, "Hey, dude, this is your last show because you're fired." But they across the bottom they announced that he was that he had been fired. Dude, two, two and eight. Two and eight, and and if it wasn't for Carolina, one thing that Carolina does have, I will tell you this: Carolina does have one conference victory. Louisville was over in conference. Carolina has actually beat. Carolina has actually beat their one win has been over the a conference opponent, and it's going to actually be the team that's representing the AC, the ACC Coastal. In, they beat Pitt earlier on this year, and, and and Pitt is going to be playing Clemson and get beat by 100 points in the yeah. ACC championship well, game. Well, then they should let Carolina play Clemson. I, I mean, that the way that logic works, shouldn't it? <laughs> yes, they're yeah, better. Actually, <laughs> Phil, is there any way that Larry, Larry, Larry Fedora survives? Yes, there is. Okay, I want to, we've only got about another 20 minutes. I want you to explain to me in two, <laughs> in two minutes how in the hell that happens. <laughs> because – I think a lot of the Carolina people, not all of them, don't think they can get somebody better than him. Shit. I'm, you're, you're crazy, <laughs> well, I'm just telling you what some people are thinking. And there's a, a huge buyout. $14 million, 14 I think. Million, that's a pretty big buyout. And You know, Petrino had a $14 million buyout, too. If Louisville can, can come well, – I know we don't have Papa John, but if <laughs> but if Louisville can come with $14 million bucks – then I damn sure think between Doc Morgan and Deontay Williams and and uh, a couple of these other well, yahoos, we can come up with fourteen well, million dollars. I'm not saying right? can't, but I'm I'm just telling you the the rumor I heard was that there's a possibility of trying to, to clean house, get rid of the two offense and the offense and defensive coordinator. Definitely need to get and, rid of the defensive uh, coordinator. And, and um and then um and he comes back. Now that's just it might not happen. Of course, I think it kind of changed a little bit when Duke beat him that bad. But if they end up one in ten, there's a real good chance he, he probably won't be back. But I'm going to tell you this: it is not a done deal in the hill. Okay. Well, if if he has any love for Carolina whatsoever, Michael Jordan, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, will hire Larry Fedora as his motivational speaker and coach for the for the Charlotte Hornets, and get him off the damn Bubba Cunningham books, and and, and let's let's start anew. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. I agree. You need to get to that point where you almost have to and. If you're not looking, I just want to say this: If he's not getting the recruits in, which my understanding, which he's is, not, he's not, then then that's the, the biggest thing to me that you got to go. Does Scotty survive? Does Scotty Montgomery survive? No, Scotty can't survive. There's just no way you can't. You cannot go three years, three and eight at best. Yeah. And and three years in a row. And and do you see anything? Have you seen anything in this program saying, "Hey, we've taken the next"? Well, step. there's there's a I've heard a vicious rumor that there's a groundswell in Oslo County headed by Bob Mills that are, that's that's really they're wanting he they're they're bucking to keep keep Scotty. Well, you know if that's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, larger question: Can Dan uh, actually his name's not Dan, is it Dave? Can Dave Doran take NC State to the next level? It seems like every year a game that they should not lose, State ends up losing. I mean, State legitimately, after the ass whooping they took against Clemson, 
should have ran – I mean, should have basically, since they got gifted and not having to play West Virginia, st- State should have run off – I mean, State should have finished the year with one loss. Well, I will tell you this, and I, and I think people better be careful. I, you go ahead and get rid of him, and then you start all over again – and it becomes a mess, and all of a sudden you wish you'd never ran him off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, no, he probably ain't gonna take them to the national championship game. But there's a time when if State could have won eight, nine, ten ball games, they'd been happy. But it reminds me of Carolina when, would love that. Yeah, it reminds me when Mac Brown was there. Mac Brown did a great job, got it turned around, and then you know what happened? He couldn't beat Florida State. And that's all I ever heard. Oh, they can't beat Florida State. Can't beat Florida State. And so everybody, some of the fans thinking, well, we can't get to that next level. Well, you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Look what Carolina's gone through since he's left. And if Dave Dorn leaves now, I think State will have that. State's doing a great job recruiting. They're, like I said, they're consistently tough. They're winning eight, nine, ten ball games. Be careful what you wish for because sometimes it I comes agree. true. I agree with you. The Especially Carolina fans. Carolina fans have unrealistic expectations for football. There's nothing wrong – and, and, and Carolina football fans, I'm a bigger Carolina football fan as anybody. But, guys, let me under, let me just make this very plain and simple to you. Much like Kentucky, much like Duke, Carolina is a basketball school. You need to be happy. If we can win eight, nine games a year and be happy and be content with that and then every four or five years pull off a 10-11 uh, win season. And, 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 you know, and I think Mac – Coach Mike, which I knew him, I think he got a little bit full of himself too. After, I mean, of course, Texas came a calling and they came an offering, right. you know, and that's hard not not to do. But you have to keep your expectations uh, out of the clouds and keep them realistic. And 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 eight eight nine wins a year, finishing, you know, maybe you finish second in the in the in the division. You might be competing till the end of division to the last two or three weeks of the season or whatever. Right. For schools that are not football schools, which there's – I mean, let's be honest. How many football schools actually are there in the ACC? Think about that. That's a, that's a tough question. I'd probably say two. two. I'd say right. two. two. Clemson. Clemson, and, no question. And who? Who's the other one? We, Florida State or Miami? You know why? I mean, both of them chance. were – I mean, they're, they're yeah. down, but they're still football schools, and, and they're going to be back. Georgia Tech? <laughs> Hell, man. Uh, I mean, you you know, you say Pittsburgh at one time used to be very good in football yeah. consistently. I almost say them before yeah. before anybody else. After yeah, I, you know, just you know, and and actually, I talk about the ACC here shortly in rapid fire. So let's move on. So predictions next week. We only got two matchups, top twenty-five teams. Uh, honestly, I'll be honest with you, pretty crappy week in college football next week. Number thirteen, Syracuse does go to number three, Notre Dame. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup, and I'm you. You hear it right here. I'm calling for Notre Dame to win. You all thought I was going to say Sy- yeah, Syracuse. Yeah, no. Right. If it yeah. honestly, if it was at the Carrier Dome, I think I would give Sy- Syracuse a, a a fighting chance. But with it being at Notre Dame, I'm going to say Notre Dame. Oh, Who you got? Oh, Notre Dame. North Carolina <laughs> almost beat Syracuse, so Notre Dame. Okay. We got number twenty-two Iowa State traveling to number nineteen Texas. Those are the only two matchups. That's the only reason I mentioned it. Um, I'm going to say actually, I watched Texas play last night. They have no defense, but their offense. They got this dude, this wide receiver named Little Jordan Humphrey. That's his name. He he was he was named after Michael Jordan. His mom named him. His name is Little. That on his Little Jordan is his first name, and then Humphrey is his last name. He's like he's a six-five wide receiver. 
the quarterback Ellinger just kind of throws it up there and he can go up over go up over anybody and um and get the ball. So I'm gonna say Texas beats I beats Iowa State. You don't really know much about either one of those teams. Well, you know, I take the home team when it's kind of even. I think I think a college games home matters. Yeah. And I, I take Texas in a tight ball game. Texas. Like Texas. UNC, who can't beat an FBS school, is going to play an FCS school this this weekend. <laughs> They're hosting Western Carolina. We're going for our second victory. I'm going on a limb here and say we went on the last second field goal to squeaker. Carolina. <laughs> I think Carolina will fight through it in fourth quarter. They'll make a big play to win the game. Me too. <laughs> NC State versus the Petrino-less Cardinals of Louisville. No question. State State rebounds from a terrible performance and, and wins big. Trevor? Go with Louisville. Louisville. I don't blame you. I would go for Louisville too. It's got to be motivation. <laughs> um, oh, I love this one. Anytime Duke can go anywhere and get smacked. Duke is going to Clemson in Death Valley this weekend. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Daniel Jones, whatever his name is, will not throw for 300-some-odd yards and will not rush for 180-some yards, or, and he will not have four touchdowns. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I'm going Clemson big, and maybe they break him in two and, well, and, and end his Heisman hopes. Look, I'm not going to be a hater. Clemson's going to win big, but I'll tell you what. you got to coach, – Coach Cutcliffe has done an incredible job at Duke, and – I respect what he's done at Duke, and I hope Duke doesn't get crushed, but I think they will. Yeah, I think they will too. Who, you got Clemson? And I, and I hope they get crushed. I mean, literally, I hope they get crushed. Well, um, you'll probably get your wish. Yeah. <laughs> Last game, UConn coming to the Ville, East Carolina. That's This is going to be a game. I think East Carolina's won two. UConn's won one. Um, something's got to give. Oh, I've already got it. I know who um, who uh, is pitching. I think it's going to be a three-to-two ball game. ECU. ECU, 3-2. Three, 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 they, they, got got, they got a good right-hander coming in. I really feel like can we leave? I think UConn's going to give up one in the seventh, and it's going to be 5-3. Five, five, <laughs> Trevor, who you got? ECU. That's miserable. That's actually – I mean, I don't – you know, okay, and this is a rapid fire, so I'm asking now. Would you rather watch the UConn-East Carolina game or watch high school cross country? Which one? <laughs> I want to watch ECU. <laughs> I've watched cross country before. <laughs> Nick, come in here and tell and tell me about the beer that we've been sipping. So it is, it is Funky Buddha Brewery Floridian, and it's a Heffenweizen, which has something to do with Harry Potter and the and the something of something. I think isn't that a Farfig Nugan? Oh, that's a Farfig Nugan. Farfig Nugan. So tell me about this beer we're drinking. What are your thought your thoughts on it? Well, it's from Oakland Park, Florida, so it's obviously a Florida beer. It's a, a wheat beer. I didn't know they had Buddhas in Florida, but okay, I, I go ahead. <laughs> it's a wheat beer. Yeah, you can kind of taste the, the banana. And yeah, taste. actually, you know, now that you mentioned that, and because I'm going to agree with you, you can you can kind of taste taste that a little bit. It's kind of got a neat little can. The guy sitting on the front is sitting on a sunset, in front of a sunset, and he has a figure much like I do, that of a Buddha, <laughs> um, sitting on the palm trees. Uh, pretty good beer. And what's the other one that you were sampling? It was a uh, motor a, trucker a or something? Mother trucker. Mother um, trucker from Asheville. So. Was okay. So it's so lo- that local beer. Yeah. Local beer. Was it pretty good? It's pretty good. It's a little little more stout. Kind of got a porter aftertaste to it. So. Does any of our local distributors, Robert Farley, carry <laughs> carry any of these beers? Highly doubt it. Robert, you need to start carrying this funky Buddha, man. It's uh, it's pretty good. If not, just get a case for us to drink. Out of 10, it's probably a 7 or, seven or 8. Which would you rate higher, the Mother Trucker or probably, the... Probably the Funky Buddha. I didn't try the other one, but this is actually pretty... It's pretty good. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually it's pretty like good. Blue Moon's uh, cousin. Yeah, actually, Blue Moon. Actually, Orange Moon. How about that? 
All right, let's move on. NFL. Thanks for that little diversion. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. By the way, can I have another beer? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> news. NFL news. It has been reported that it is unlikely that Le'Veon Bell will join the team before Tuesday's deadline to sign his franchise tender. If he doesn't get, uh, get it signed by Tuesday, he will be ineligible to play for the rest of this season. To which I say two words, Le'Veon, James Conner. They don't need him. Sometimes when you sit out, you reap what you sow. And Mr. Bell, uh, his, he's saving his body for next year, I guess, because he damn sure hasn't been using it this year. Um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, especially Thursday night, oh, totally dismantled uh, my damn Panthers. Right. So I'm glad I didn't have to watch that. I was at a basketball game, thankfully. But You were crushing the faith. Uh, the conquerors. The conquerors. Okay, conquerors. the conquerors. Yeah. You Christian schools got some crazy ass uh, <laughs> nicknames, man. The <laughs> conquistadors, the you're conquerors, either, either warriors, or warriors, conquerors, or some yeah, patriots, or some type of animal like uh, a mustang or a lion or something okay. like that. And I and by the way, if your pastor is listening to this podcast, we we have renamed Warrior Arena to war, the Warriors Den. We got to get a new sign made. We got to get a new sign made, but. But, Pastor, we're changing it to the Warriors' Den. Uh, if if I'm going to be your PA announcer for home games, it's going to be called the Warriors' Den. So, anyway, okay, let's move on. Mid-season running back rankings. This came out last week. So, in your minds, y'all tell me who the top five running backs in the NFL are right now. Gurley, for sure. Number one. Gurley was number one. He was number one. Nick Chubb was not in the running. He had a big day today, though. He did. <coughs> Who who else is who who else? What about Kareem Hunt from Kareem Hunt is number three. Kamar Hunt. Kamar Hunt. Well, heck, I like. You no, it's Kareem. Connor. It's Kareem Hunt. You just yeah. mentioned Connor, man. I like him. He's not in the top five, even though I, even though I, I like him as well. How about uh, Saquon Barkley? Oh yeah, I, I love him. He doesn't get much help, but I would say, no question, he, I'd take him over almost anybody. He's number Gordon. He's number two. Gordon is number four. Okay. And I'm sorry, Gordon's number five. Uh, you forgetting Zeke, Zeke Elliott, they Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. He's number four, and, and Kamara, as the the peanut gallery yelled out over there, saying, uh, he is number he is number six. Do y'all think those are pretty much? I mean, minus Connor, because I think Connor's having a great year, I think man. He is too. Uh, do you think that's a pretty accurate? Re- and each one of those guys, I'm looking at this, Gurley. What three years now? Maybe four years? Three years? He was hurt one year. Barkley. Hunt, all those guys have been in the league less than four years. Wow. It is not a, it is not a old man's running back. No, Even running, though Adrian Peterson is having a hell of a year. Hell, right. I, th- I think he only rushed for 60-some-odd yards Run, today. Running back, but, I think their average lifeline is three years. So, I didn't know if it went up, but no, it was if, three years. Well, they might, there's always an exception, but, you know, there's a bunch that get, don't even make it a year. Don't even make it through right. preseason. Right. So, next week we're, so, next week we're going to talk about uh, – Top five quarterbacks. I'm going to give you all a week to think about that. That's going to be tough. Oh. Even though I think Breeze, Breeze is – did y'all see the day, man? They yeah. just they destroyed. And, well, I'm going to get ready to talk well, about the recaps. You're talking about the top five active right now? Yeah, yeah. Not based on what they've done the last 20 years. No, no, no. Right season, now, this okay. year, yeah. Breeze, they dest- they absolutely yeah. destroyed the uh, the Bengals. Just, just think if they would have kept Des Bryant. Oh, I know. If he'd have been playing. Oh. That's a good thing. That no, I don't want anybody getting hurt. Come on now. Uh, they got great receivers. They don't need to mess that up. 
They do not need to mess that up. I don't want them to get hurt. But what the way they're playing offense, why would you add him? The way you said that, you do. I mean, they're, they're playing great. He was cheap. It was like a $500,000 base salary, and, yeah. and, and the rest of it was incentives. But so then you take a down. chance. You take a chance bringing a guy like that in that's got a little bit of attitude. When you got everything going for you, defensively, maybe bring someone in. But offensively, unless you bring in a tight end, I say you, you leave that I heard alone. It, I heard it 100 times this week. Dez was no problem when the Cowboys were winning. And what are the Saints doing? Winning. winning. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm well, right. You know what? Ball, I'm right. And you're not getting the ball thrown to you. See how the receivers, they're daggone prima donnas, man. What do you, you, don't get, you don't throw him the football, see what happens. What position do you coach at Jackson High School? Running backs. Oh, I thought you coached wide. Last year I you coached wide receivers. Wide. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I will default to you on that one. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about – so let's recap. So we're, I mentioned the Steelers, Panthers. We're not talking anymore about that. Yeah, good game. Good game. KC and Cards, KC and Arizona, 26-14. KC just – they keep finding a way to win, unless it's against the Pats, mm-hmm. which they lost. Mahomes – Two touchdowns, 250 yards. Jags, Colts, Colts 29, 26. Jags, entertaining games. Colts, hold, they held on to a big lead. Jags battled back, fumbled less than a minute to go. And the Colts ran out of clock, and that sucks because that was not good for me. Um, Bills, Jets, 41 to 10. Battle of the backups. In a phrase I thought I'd never, you'd ever hear me say since he left Southern Cal, Matt Barkley dominated somebody. He dominated the Jets, and it was Josh McCowan. 41 to 10. Unbelievable. I didn't I don't know if you take the first 7 8 weeks. I don't I don't know the Bills scored 41 points total no. the first 7 8 There's weeks. No, yeah. no, the last 3 games I think they've had like 6 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're last horrible. Three games, Patriots Titans. Ooh. Titans 34 10. Pats doesn't hurt me a bit. Laid an egg. Titans win. Marcus Mariota two touchdowns. Tom Brady sacked 3 times. No Rob Gronkowski. Lions Bears. Bears 34 22. The Bears have dominated dominated the lines, but most so have most other teams. But I got two words for you, baby: Mitchell Trubisky, three fifty-five yards, three and three TDs. All those people that were doubting the second-round pick last or the second pick in the draft last year, two words: Mitchell Trubisky, first place NFC Central. Oh, and he did go to UNC Chapel Hill. Thank you very much. <laughs> The Saints. Only, yeah, he's the only one, right? That's right. the only quarterback yeah. that Carolina's ever put hey, out. Mark May, hey, man. Get hey, off of him. Well, I mean, I know, I'm not talking bad, but I'm talking about this, this really – Charlie Choo Choo Justice, man. No. Well, I'm talking about quarterback. <laughs> okay. That really – Darren Durant was good. Darren Durant. Yeah. I'm talking about an NFL – Great CFL quarterback. Okay. He was big. He was big in Europe. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. Saints, Bengals. Saints, 51. Bengals, 14. So if it hadn't been for the the Panthers, the Bengals would have gave up the most points this weekend of anybody in football. Saints, unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, they're the best team in the NFL, hands down, right now. Right now, today. right now, today, today. today. Right. Well, I agree with that. Well, through nine games. <laughs> yeah, but I mean today if they yeah right now. Atlanta versus the Browns, the Brownies, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, the Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. He didn't throw it but twenty times a day, but he completed seventeen of the twenty passes. Three t- and three of those were for TDs. The big, the big, uh, the big knife in the uh, Falcon side, Nick Chubb, 176 yards rushing, including a 92-yard touchdown run. I need to watch those highlights. Yeah, you need to watch those. That and this is what at, Atlanta was making a little run, and all I heard today pregame was how Atlanta was the hottest team in, in the NFL, and they were going <laughs> to give the Panthers. Yeah. This is a reminder, of Pan- uh, all you Falcon fans. You're the third best team in the NFC South, <laughs> hands down. 
Skins, Bucks. Skins, 13. Bucks, 3. The Skins have to be the most boring NFL team yeah. in the NFL with a winning record. Alex, they Alex they lead the NFC East. They haven't scored more than 25 points the whole the whole season in a game. <laughs> but, yeah, they're in first place. Hey, find a way to win. Yeah. Find a just way win, to win. Baby. Just win, baby. Just win. The Raiders. Yeah, just win, baby. Speaking of the Raiders, that's a good oh, lead-in. Oh, they got oh, spanked oh. today by the Chargers, 20-6. to six. Green Bay crushes Miami, 31-12. to 12. And the Rams hold on for a 36-31 victory, not nine and a half points like some people might have needed, but um, they hold on for a victory over, over Seattle. Tonight, 8 p.m., Cowgirls and Eagles play. I think the Eagles, I don't even know what the spread is on that one. The spread is, uh, what is the line on that one? It is Philadelphia by seven and a half at Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I think uh, – I think uh, Jason Garrett's days in in in, in Dallas are, are numbered, are limited. Um, they got a guy just about, I think it's about 90 minutes or maybe it's two hours up the road in Norman, Oklahoma, that I think would probably be very welcome to come out of there and coach for Jerry Jones. Um, and maybe he might make a big trade for Baker Mayfield, his old quarterback. We'd see what happens. You start another rumor? I'm going to start another rumor. Start, <laughs> start another rumor. Tomorrow night's game. Time for good night. Good wife reruns tomorrow night. San Francisco 49ers play the New York Giants. There's little there's there's legitimately about a hundred things I would rather do than watch the San Francisco 49ers play the New York Giants tomorrow night. Even though Saquon Barkley is a good back, um, that would that's that, I mean, that's brutal. I mean, I know the people that do the scheduling. The guy that did the scheduling like San Francisco and Giants, and then last week on Thursday night he scheduled San Francisco and Oakland. That dude's probably fired. I mean, he he legitimately probably does not have a job right now <laughs> for for scheduling those things. So, uh, moving on, next segment. Oh, we got a new segment. This is where the new segment comes in. We got a new segment this this week. It's called "Be Careful What You Tweet." <laughs> so we know we all tweet very dumb things, or we post stuff on social media, and once it's out there, you can't take it back. And believe it or not, a tweet from 2013 has surfaced to come back and bite a pro athlete, surprisingly, in the ass. Surprisingly, it's a football player. And surprisingly, it's one that is basically not – has not been hit playing football all year. So, guess who it is? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell tweeted back in, back in February of 2013, if you could sit out a year of a sport you play and you're not injured or something else is preventing you from playing, then you don't love that sport. No. No shit. Okay, Le'Veon, so let's talk about this for a minute. <laughs> so, Le'Veon, you're going to potentially sit out the whole year. You're not hurt. And for, really, that the reason you have is not really a legitimate reason. So, are you saying you don't love football? Look, it's all about the money now with him, and that's what it's become, and, and, and that's what it is. And it's become a lot of those athletes. It makes me sick the kind of money they make, and then they're not willing – to play for whatever's going to be. What's this ticker? Twelve million this year. If he, if he, he was he, he was supposed to get a paltry fourteen. Which well, which you know, if he was a good person, he would pay for fourteen million dollars and then donate to Carolina so we could buy out Larry Fedora. <laughs> well, I mean, think about that. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. And you know what? I hope he doesn't sign. I don't. I'd hate to think they had to pay him that money if he signs by Tuesday. I hope he does sit out. Let him go somewhere else. I know one thing: you're taking a chance on taking a guy like that. That's all I can tell you. Two words. James Connors. Two more words. Actually, three words. Fast Willie Parker. Bring back Fast Willie Parker to Pittsburgh. Oof. oof, oof. He's oof. probably still fast. He's probably still oh, fast. I'm sure he's exactly. fast. Exactly. 
All right, move on. Studs and duds. Tell me who you got this week. My stud is a long one, so it's going to take a while. But y'all go ahead. Who you got, stud? Mine's quick. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley? 15 for 25, 232, two touchdowns. It wasn't against the Jets, so. Yeah, but he hadn't played in, I think, three years. Good point. He just gets off the couch and starts slinging it. Hey. Stud. Whatever it takes, right? So you got a stud? I don't have one off the top of my head. Okay, well, since you don't have one, my well, I guess I'll go Daniel Jones. For Daniel Jones. Quarterback <laughs> for Duke. Well, I'm going with the Moody kid from Tulane. Who lit it up? How about that? No. Mine is Ryland Wood. He's a seven-year-old from Texas. Don't know if you heard this or not. He wrote a letter this week. Dear Mr. Jones, and that would be Jerry Jones, he wrote this letter. My name is Ryland Woods. I am a seven-year-old second grader student in Mansfield, Texas. My family has been Dallas Cowboy fans since the team was started. I have a lot of Cowboys gear, and I have met Zeke, Taco, I don't know who Taco is, but he said Taco, Jason Witten, and two other players who play on your team. You have made my mom very mad because we suck. (laughs) Every game, she is yelling at the TV and turns off the game. We are wanting to believe in the boys, but it's hard. I hope, and then he put in quotes, Coach Garrett, is clapping if this letter gets to you. See what happens when Dez is gone. Riley, Riley, you are legitimately an all-star son by saying that. I'm just letting you know. The cheerleaders are better than the team this year. I don't want to hurt your feelings, Mr. Jones. Thank you, Rylan. Rylan, I just want to tell you, you have expressed up and summed up my feelings as a Carolina football fan <laughs> with your perfect letter. In two words, we suck. <laughs> and Ryland Woods, Texas second grader, you are wise beyond your years. He is my stud of the week. Who is your dud of the week, Trevor? Do you remember Jimmer Fredette? Jimmer Fredette, BYU, could shoot it up out of crazy. Did he play in the NBA? He played a little bit in the NBA. Okay. He was on like a two-way contract with the Knicks for a little bit. Okay. He scored 75 points the other night in a China. He plays in China now. Yeah. He scored 75 points. Okay. And they lost. So, is he your dud or is his team the his dud? His team is the dud. They lost 137 to 136. I was going to say, did they only score 78 points? No, they scored. No, so they, they, sc- they scored a whole bunch of points. He uh, he went like 24 for 32 and then 7 for 10 for 3. Is this dad LeVar Ball? <laughs> okay, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, that's I mean that's potentially – I mean, are you sure his name is Jimmer? It's not Barmelo or yeah. something or, or something like that? That's a lot. Wow. Wow, that is a lot. Coach, you got a dud? Oh, you, any team that can allow an average quarterback to have 600 yards total <laughs> offense, I'll go with the Carolina defense being the dud of the week. Carolina defense is dud of the season. My dud – this is kind of a long one too, not as long as Ryland. In life, when you have kids, you try and do the best you can. You try to be a good parent. You teach them right from wrong. You try to be a good example for them. But there's a time comes when you just kind of got to let them go. You cross your fingers, and you let them be their own person. Well, I did that, and I paid for it. Thursday night, I'm looking through Snapchat and Instagram and all my social media stuff, and what the hell do I see but my daughter wearing a freaking Steelers jersey? The night of the Pittsburgh Steelers-Carolina Panthers game. Just because her boyfriend is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, all I got to say is, Spencer Benedict Goodson, you're my dud of my. You are my dud of the week. With that said, with that said, baby, I love you. You're taking the LSATs next Saturday, 
uh, you my and I love you and I hope you do well, but you're still my dud of the week for wearing that Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, it was a lady. Yeah, no, I don't know who it was. I couldn't tell. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. It probably was Brooks. I bet you bought her that. You used to be my my favorite son-in-law, but you're not anymore. All right, rapid fire. Here we go. Favorite old school golfer. Fuzzy, Tom Watson, Tom Weisskopf, or Greg Norman? I left out Jack because everybody likes Jack. Fuzzy, Tom Watson, Tom Weisskopf, or Greg Norman? Tom Watson. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Best Demi Moore movie? Ghost, Striptease, G.I. Jane, Indecent Proposal, all the above. All the above. All the above. I haven't seen them. You haven't seen, seen them? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Besides John Jett, who is ECU's most accomplished alumni to play the, in the NFL? Oh, um, Ernest Biner. Yeah, in my opinion, my favorite too. Okay, do you know anybody else that's Probably. played in the NFL that went to East Carolina? Oh yeah, the running back. Who uh, for Tennessee? Johnson. Tennessee. Chris Johnson. Chris, Chris, Chris Goldtooth yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bes- Dick Owens. Dick Owens punter. <laughs> Besides Blue Edwards, has any other ECU pirate ever played in the NBA? Uh, has anyone ever played college basketball? <laughs> Besides Blue Warriors, has any other East Carolina player played in, in the NBA? I've never heard of them. All right. So. Have they ever played? Have has, has has any other NBA player? I mean, has any other East Carolina played in the CBA or G League? Probably the G League. Yeah, gotta be. Gotta what be. about the Pitt County Thirty Five and Over League? Has any <laughs> East Carolina player ever played? In? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Better nickname: Fast Willie Parker or Slick Willie Clinton? Which one? Slick, Slick, Slick Willie. Yeah. Bill. Oh, Bill. What's his nickname? What now? Remember Coach? Bill Clinton bypass. No, no, no. This is I'm 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 referring to President Bill Clinton. Slick oh. Willie Clinton. <laughs> 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 what do all these NFL players have in common? Wes Welker, Adam Vinatieri, Antonio Gates, Priest Holmes, Tony Romo, Kurt Warner, James Harrison, and Drew Pearson. Undrafted. Undrafted free agents that played in the NFL. Out of those Best all-time undrafted free agent. Kurt Warner's story is the best. His story, but I love Willie Parker. I, I'd go him just because he had that great five years. What about so. Tony Romo, man? I like Tony yeah, Romo. Yeah, James Harrison was bad with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, he, he's he still was. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah right. He okay. wanted to be. Yes or no? Do they play any defense in the Big 12? <laughs> <laughs> not very good defense. Even though they Ruffin McNeil is not a defense coordinator for Oklahoma and they only gave up 48 and one. Yes or no? They're out there, but no. Not okay. much. Do they play any offense in the Big Ten? Not this year. Not, not very good. Besides Clemson, does any other school play football in the ACC? <laughs> Duke. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. yeah. If they play Carolina. <laughs> any team playing Carolina plays football. True or false? When Oklahoma and West Virginia play in two weeks in Morgantown, the two teams will combine to score more than 100 points. Oh, true. For sure. Yes. For sure. What do you think the over and under will be? I think the over and under is going to be eighty-five. It, they might they might take it off. It's so high they might not have an over and under. Sometimes it goes so high that yeah. might be a game they don't have it. That's crazy, man. Now this is a this is a great question here, and I, I'm kind of I want everyone to chime, chime in. But I mean, it's simply a either or. Coach, coach can speak directly to this because he was a coach of football. Now I want you to think about this. Would you rather have a good quarterback on a bad team? Or a bad quarterback on a good team? I really have a bad quarterback on a good team. 
You okay. Besides Trent Dilfer, you tell me one bad quarterback that has won a Super Bowl for a good team. Russell oh. Wilson. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But he's not a bad quarterback. Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. Touche. I'll give you that one. See, I would rather have a good quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, on a bad team. No, no, no. Just lose. No, no. How about have a good quarterback on a good team? That's that's the ultimate, right? That's yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking in high school especially, you can have a bad quarterback because I've hit many a bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think that's an interesting yeah. question. Good quarterback, yeah. bad team, bad quarterback, good team. Anyway, true or false, Tua is still the Heisman leader despite his coming to down-to-earth game. Yeah, I think so. Is it, be- so. Is it because there's really no other candidate has, has shown themselves? And he's got so much press early that that's yeah. kind of jumped him up. They're now about being undefeated. Right. That never hurts you. True or false? Garner Mishu was always this good. He just needed Mike Leach instead of Scotty Montgomery and Ruffin to bring it out of him. <laughs> True. True false. Good. Well, True false, Coach. Yeah. Rapid fire. Um, uh, false. False. Okay. True or false? Holden Aylers is the savior of East Carolina football. True. 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 Good. Zach Darty mentioned that last week in a text that uh, that that he sent Trevor and I about how Holton was the potential savior of East Carolina football. So let me ask you this for all you that say true. True or false? When Holton a- Ayers grows up, does he want to be just like Garden, Gardner Mishu, play unmeaningful football at East Carolina and then go on to grad school at a Power 5 school and proceed to lead them to a potential playoff conference title as well as college football playoff? You think Holden Ayers, Holden Ayers is going to do that when he grows up too? He'd have to change because right now he loves ECU, and and now of course if things continue to go south, yes, that could happen. But you know what? He so he loves ECU so much, he'd have to change because right now I think. Okay. He so your answer is false. False. Okay, so you think he's going to he is going to play four unmeaningful years of football at at, <laughs> at, at, at East Carolina? Okay, that's not. what I need to know. <laughs> True or false? Right now, right now. Trevor Harden could throw for 300 yards, three TDs, and run for 150 yards and a touchdown versus the UNC defense right now. Right now. I mean, literally, he's, been, he's eaten. He's, he's had a Gatorade. He's stiff and is not loosened up. He could walk out the door and post those stats against Carolina's defense right now. I'd be sore, but I could do it. If he thinks he could do it, i got to believe him. All right. I'm not going to, do, I'm not going to disagree with you. Now, final, final rapid fire. Rate these Cardinal football teams from best to worst. The Louisville Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, or the Jacksonville High School Cardinals. Who is the best out of those three? Who's second best? And who's the third best right now? Jacksonville Cardinals are definitely the best. After that, I think it's yeah. they the one that could be second. Flip a coin. You yeah. might lose. Flip a coin? For oh. second. All right. And third. So you're saying so you're saying that the Arizona Cardinals or that the Louisville Cardinals, as bad as they are, could hang with the with the Oh with, no, no, no. I, I, they're so both so bad though. It's, after Jacksonville High School Cardinals, they're both so bad. But you're right, the Louisville Cardinals would be third. Third. I totally agree with you. That's it, folks, for tonight. We ran an hour and two minutes, but it was damn well worth it because we had Coach Phil Padgett on here talking about state playoffs. He kind of captured the show. We were trying to move on, but he wanted to revert back to the high school playoffs, but that's all right. This is the Phil Padgett show. Uh, I'm just damn glad to be here with him. So if uh, we, hope to, to, we hope you tune in, and we hope you listen next week. Thanks a lot.